0: Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage.
1: If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle.
0: Hello friends, welcome to episode 4 of season 5 of Looking for the Middle. Welcome. We're glad you're here. We're so glad you're here. It feels so good to like be in a normal recording it like does. situation again this week. This weird has been year. <laughs> is what I was just about to say. <laughs> Case this, in point. This year has been so weird and this week, so we're recording this the week uh, of Memorial not Memorial Day, Labor Day. See? Yep. Wow, my brain. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is, apparently. All she
1: does is she's going to the beach in two weeks. Yes. Oh, my
0: gosh, y'all. I leave a week from Saturday. And I so excited? am so excited. I am going to the beach for eight days with my family. And then I come home for four days. And then Bethany and I are going with Lindsay and Lauren to go back to the beach. So I'm going to be so tan a month I from now. I all about it. And we're going like to
1: the lake it. next weekend. Oh, no, you'll be I will be there. We're going to the lake Y'all without you next lake. weekend. Yes, I'll uh, be. You won't be jealous. It's beach. fine. <laughs> yes, we will be there at that point. We're the crazy
0: family that leaves at 6 a.m. And... We're oh, there by that. lunchtime. Yeah. Like we get on the beach. Yep. Yes. I'm all about it. Yes. We're going to we go. yes. we're gonna have to
1: talk Lindsay and Lauren into that when we go.
0: Oh, for sure. Okay. I think Lauren's already planning on leaving early because awesome. I Three told to her one. Yes. That, Yeah, <laughs> so Yes. And Lindsay's driving. So we're going to have to bribe her with Starbucks or something. <laughs> we'll pay for your caffeine. Yes. Oh, oh my man. gosh. Okay. Okay. Wow. Okay, real quick before we get into the meat of this fun episode, two quick reminders. Number 1, if you have not already signed up for our newsletter, we would love for you to do that. We have been sending an email beginning this season every Thursday where we give you a recap of this that week's episode. We give you a sneak peek into the upcoming Couchcast or backstage pass episode. And we give you a list of resources that we recommend that would be super helpful to you as you are dating, growing in your walk with the Lord, etc. We have books, blog posts, quizzes, podcast episodes, and so much more. So if you want to sign up for that, you can go to our website, lookingforthemiddle.com. There's a newsletter tab and you can just put your email in there. Or you can go to our Instagram and it's in the link in our bio is there's a sign up for the newsletter option. Speaking of Instagram, if you're not following us on there, you should go do that, too, because we have a good old time on Instagram. We do. And, y'all, if you're um, not following us on Instagram, you need to, because in October, we're going to be doing a giveaway on Instagram, and the only way that you can be eligible for the giveaway is if you're following us over there. So, if you're not a current LFTM Instagram fam member, you can go over there and find us at LFTM underscore podcast, follow us, and then in the coming weeks you'll learn more about this giveaway super exciting we're just gonna leave y'all hanging for that okay are you ready for the question of the day i am as ready as i'll ever be
1: this is one from when we asked on instagram for okay questions from you guys for question of the day this is one of those so what is your favorite manicure color oh
0: what a great question i thought so too okay so I'm super boring me too um, and it's white <laughs> just all white I am thinking I'm gonna go get my nails done before I go to the uh-huh. beach speaking of the beach but I just really like why I think it makes my hands look tan but I only like it if my nails are long mm, so yeah. and I this is way more information than y'all need to know about my manicuring issues but my nails are really wide and the longer they get like poor Paul at the nail salon really has to file the heck out of them <laughs> to get them to look like normal people nails but they need to, I don't paint them white myself normally I go get it done gotcha. they're long it's S&S if y'all don't do S&S trust me it'll change your life and yeah it's just white so super basic mine's
1: pretty basic too um, it's a high maintenance
0: basic. This is, is one of the few things Bethany is high maintenance about, but I, I appreciate say. it because it looks so good every I time you get it done. I'm not a high
1: maintenance person, but no. when I go get my nails done, I have short nails. So I normally have to get tips put on them, but like I don't like a lot of, I have big hands, and so I don't want to draw a lot of attention to them. But anyway, I do the SNS Ombre French manicure. Which so if you good. haven't ever seen I did this for a wedding once I think it was for Mel's wedding And I fell in love with it I don't get my nails done a ton But when I do That's the only thing I do And where we go get our nails done There's one person in the whole place That can do it they, Most of them don't know how And so I feel like this super Yeah high maintenance <laughs> annoying person whenever i go get my nails done i tip well though oh, to make up for it yes, So it's anyway. worth it
0: they look so good it's my favorite maybe i'll get that done before i go to the beach Ooh, you should
1: you can warm them up for when i go the next yes. week you get mine there done for, <laughs> before we go exactly.
0: perfect such a good question
1: yeah i like that, was that one fun.
0: that was a fun one okay okay guys so this is a loaded
1: episode today i feel like Um, I did want to kind of give a quick, not really disclaimer, but I can't think of a different word. I just wanted to say like a heads up. Yeah. From the beginning, you know, we're talking about being friends with a guy first and if it ruins your chances of dating him. And so we're going to have a lot of information and content on that in this episode, but we are drawing from both of our experience dating someone we were friends with first, um, and just general principles around that so the disclaimer is we realize you know your friend we do not we don't know your friend the guy that you're sitting here listening to this with him in mind of like ooh, I wonder if us being friends is ruining my chances of ever dating him so if we say some things and you're like I don't really know if that would work or I'm not sure if it would fit with this guy it may not there's no one size fits all thing for this we're just trying to be As helpful as we can with as much as we can, but you know your friend. You know your situation. This is a very nuanced thing. So we're not going to caveat every point we make throughout the episode Mm -hmm. now with that. So just listen to that with that in mind that you know your friend obviously much better than we do.
0: And if, like with me, I would personally hear that and be like not probably audibly say this would be like oh well then this is my chance to like justify things that don't need to be justified True. um so if you still have questions or like you're still kind of mulling things over after you hear this episode and you have some uncertainty have a friend that knows the guy that's your friend that you like listen to the episode also not just because we want your friends to listen to us but because <laughs> Then they can hear me like, oh, okay, did you hear this part? I think this applies, but I don't necessarily think this does. Just to Very have another point. voice, because it can be really easy then when you, and not all of our episodes are like this, but it can be super easy when you're listening to p- pick out things like, oh, I definitely want this to be true, so I'm going to apply this. But then I'm yeah. like, I don't really like that point, yeah. so I'm just going <laughs> to pretend that that doesn't apply, and it might. So just,
1: and be I've wise done that, in that before. I've oh, been totally. in these situations where. Other people would be like, hey, but what about this? And I'm like, oh, I was hoping I could just disregard that part. <laughs> yeah.
0: So <laughs> I, I get know, it. I even didn't hear that I when get it, it happened. It.
1: Yes. So. Okay. So let's jump in. Yes, let's. For starters, when we're talking about being friends with a guy and what that does to your odds of ever dating him. For starters, we do think you should have a friendship with any guy you date. It's not that you're dating a guy now and like that friendship aspect is removed. If anything, you dating him is going to now elevate that friendship above other relationships. And, you know, everyone says, well, I want to, I want to be with someone who's my best friend. And I always heard that when I was younger. And I was just like, that's so weird. Why would like, you have your best (laughs) friend and then you have your boyfriend. Like, why would you want to be with someone who like your husband is not your best friend? Like, it just didn't compute with me when I was younger, but. Now that I am older and I have dated and I see how relationships work, that is one of the top things to me is I want someone who's like my best friend who we talk about stuff. And you can have that friendship aspect, but you also think he's really good looking.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because, I mean, you think about when you're in a relationship with a guy, he is called your boyfriend friend. For a reason. Yeah. He's, you don't call him your makeout partner, okay? Like, <laughs> At least not in public. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so true. No, there's more to it than that. He is a boy who is your friend, who you're attracted to, and who you spend a lot of time building a relationship with. So friend is part of the word, and it's not one that should be neglected. And so you can't just nix the friendship aspect of your relationship with a guy just because you're romantically involved. Because... If you do, what's left of the relationship is not going to be enough to sustain it long term. Because if you think about, I mean, I've thought about guys who I had crushes on in high school, for instance. And, oh, my gosh, he was so cute. And he flirted with me. And we texted. (laughs) And it was so great. But then I'm like, there's no substance to this whatsoever. It's literally just him telling me I'm pretty and me turning red when he does. (laughs) And, you know, there wasn't that. We weren't ever friends. We didn't have those good conversations we didn't like do fun things together we didn't laugh about stuff it was always just the little romantic side of it and then and granted it was i'm giving a high school example but this is true across the board if all you have is just a romantic chemistry based relationship with a guy and you don't have that other aspect to it it's not gonna last
1: yeah i think there is a parallel to be drawn here from the parable of the man who built his house on the rock versus mm. the, guy, the man who built his house on the sand. And the wise man built his house on the rock. And when the storms came it stood. Then it you know survived those storms. And the same thing here. When you have that foundation of friendship and something to fall back on when the storms of life come the house will stand. When you get old and the physical way you look is not the same. You have that foundation to fall back on. You know in sickness and in health, it you have no guarantee of what tomorrow may bring health wise. You don't know, but if you have that solid foundation of friendship, that relationship will stand. Whereas if you build it on those sur- if you build it on those superficial things, that's like the sand. And when the storms blow through, your
0: house, your relationship is going with it. That's so true. That's a great parallel to that parable for sure. So let's talk about, there are a few different aspects of answering this question, but the biggest one we wanted to talk about was in regards to timelines and like how long you've been friends with a guy and how that could affect you possibly ever dating him. So let's start with that. Bethany, yes, if you want to kick us off?
1: Yeah, I think the timeline when it comes to this is going to be the biggest driving factor in a lot of ways as to whether or not it works or it works easily or it's awkward or whatever. Like I think time is both your friend and not when it comes to this in a way. Mm. Um, So let's talk about, first off the major exception to this (laughs) rule, Monica and Chandler from friends. They were friends forever and then just decided to become more than that you know london happened um a lot (laughs) of that happened in london
0: a lot happened in london
1: everything was fine and it was no big deal they didn't have tons of you know big awkward whatever that's not typical this seamless transition especially if you've known someone for a really long time um and i think if you do make this switch from being platonic friends to something more than that It's not going to be seamless, not just maybe, it won't be, and there's going to be bumps in the road, there's going to be awkward times, and it may look more like that one episode when Rachel and Joey tried to date, (laughs) but, I mean, for those of you who don't know, it did not go well, Mm -hmm. they were like, oh yeah, we're just going to be friends, Um, but it doesn't mean you throw in the towel right away. The key here, and I cannot say this enough, this does not fall under our disclaimer. This does not fall under any caveat. I don't care who your friend is and I don't care who you are. The key to this is constant open lines of communication between the two of you. If it's awkward, talk about it. If you don't know what to do, talk about it because they don't either. You're trying to both go from friends to something else and they don't know what you're thinking. Probably most have never done this before. So talk about it. I cannot say that enough. Have I have I mentioned that you should talk? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay. Just very slightly. But <laughs> no. She, she's so right, y'all. She's so right. Because it's almost like Monica and Chandler talked more about the fact that they weren't going to date ahead of time than they did when they actually started dating. So true. Because if you remember, was it the beach episode? Uh-huh, where Chandler was trying to be like, if I was the last man on earth, then she's like, no. And I'm like, and you end up marrying him. Spoiler alert. Um, if you don't know that by now, it's it's, outside of Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, just the more you talk about it, and we're gonna kind of get into the weeds of that and what that looks like here in a minute, but the more you can be clear and communicate well with this, the easier the transition will be. Not that it will be easy, but it will be easier. And we were actually doing some research for this episode and not that we don't always. That made it sound <laughs> like we sometimes are. Like, eh. No, but we're we were reading just kind of okay, what's the what's the socially acceptable time to be friends with somebody before you date them? And from what we were reading, everyone was saying like 2 months. So I was like, wow, that's fast. Yeah. I'm like, can you even build a friendship in two months? Or is that just like, how often do you have to see somebody in two months to consider them a friend? Yeah. So I thought it was kind of quick. I
1: think probably in a lot of these, their benchmark for friendship is you're not dating. Mm, so that's true. It, you're not dating them. So everyone else is friends. Mm, it's not like this it's solid like friendship necessarily. Friendship. Yeah.
0: So our thoughts on this. Or our rebuttal to that statement would be, it doesn't have to be this long or this short. Like, it doesn't, you know, oh, if you hit two months and you're not dating, like, you're doing something wrong. It's not what we're saying here. Right. Our thoughts, the more we talked about it, were the closer you're getting to a year, and if nothing's changed, then my advice would either be to move on or just, just bring it up. Yeah. because if after a year, like, you've been around a guy a good bit yeah this is
1: not i see him
0: once every six weeks yeah for an hour this is hey we're we've had some time out like we talk you know maybe you text whatever that looks like that's a lot of time and if you're still feeling like you're in this weird in between of oh i like him but i don't know if he wants to date me but we're friends but it's been a while like that's that would be my general uh timeline
1: i think so um and that's again this goes back to this is nuanced all of that would be my recommendation is if you're seeing other signs to maybe there's some interest here too if it's been a year and you kind of like this guy or however long and he has done absolutely nothing to make you think that he likes you or that there could be more I think it's move on. Don't say something. Mm, That's Um, a great point. But I do think that is a good benchmark timeframe to kind of give it some time and just see. But I would say that at whatever point you find yourself, even mentally turning down other opportunities, other guys. And for sure, if you're doing actually turning them down, but if you're in your head, you're like, Oh, well, I don't want to foster anything here because I don't know what's happening with this other guy. Um, anytime you find yourself on that off chance that something quote unquote might happen with this friend and he might want to date you, then you've reached the point of meeting to say something. Mm-hmm. And it may be two months. It may be two years. But if at any point you are excluding other guys, excluding other opportunities, because this one friend might maybe want to date you sometime. Mm-hmm. That your your commitment to this has outpaced reality at that point, I exactly. think. exactly.
0: It's almost, it's this weird feeling of, like, you're cheating on an idea. Yes. Is kind of what you exactly. feel like. You're not even cheating on a person. You're not actually dating this guy. But you're like, oh, gosh, like, it, you almost feel bad. And you're like, no, no. Well, you're not. I'm telling you. No. Like, <laughs> yeah. you... I'm getting ahead of myself because we're going to talk about this later. But just, <laughs> yeah, don't let your commitment to something that might be or might never be outpace reality to the point that you are not actually dating or getting to know anybody else for the hope that something might happen. Yeah, That's a very great way to stay single for a very long time. It is. And that sounds kind of harsh, but I'd say I've that in the most loving way. I uh, have I've too. i it and I
1: hate it and... And I've been in this place, Mm. the say something or don't say something, do something about it or not. I don't know what to do. It's, you know, it's been however long. So I get it. This is like what I said before. We are both speaking from our experiences. We have this whole outline here. We have walked it. Yes.
0: We have done this. (laughs) For sure. Speaking of having the friendship DTR, let's give you all some quick tips on how to have this conversation because it's not an easy conversation to have. Uh, My first tip is good luck Um, (laughs) and then jump in and then rip off the bandaid is mine. Yes. No, like Bethany said, we've both done this before. This is not an easy thing to bring up, particularly as the girl. And I don't know if that's just because we're really, you know, we want to be pursued and we don't want to come across as, you know, like we're. Making something into something that's not something. Or all these different things. But you don't want to be the one to have to say it. But sometimes you need to be the one
1: yeah, that says it. the The cultural norm, more so in church, but at large, is that if a guy likes you, he'll ask you out. That's just what, that's how it seems for the most part. Mm-hmm. Especially in Christian circles. So what we've been told forever was, well, if he's not asking you out, he's not interested. And I'm like, okay. But then there are 37 other things that you're like, but all of these things, if I told you by themselves, you would say he was interested.
0: Mm-hmm. So which is
1: it? Exactly. And when that, and for me, it's like, okay, when that gets to a point of, okay, I'm I'm not doing this anymore. It's time to, to have that conversation.
0: Yeah. And one of the, um, This is probably one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given. My little brother told me this. This was. (laughs) I had this friendship DTR thing two or three different times with the same guy. (laughs) Probably three. Um, And I was. This I think was the second or third. I can't remember. Um, It all runs together at this point. But (laughs) my little brother was like, Kristen, the pain of wondering what if lasts a lot longer than the pain of rejection. Absolutely. And he was like. Even if it just means you get rid of the questions, it's worth saying something.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's like, for me, that has been the best thing because this removes all quote unquote, what if, like you were saying, even if the result of that conversation is not what you had hoped, it is still one of the best feelings there is in the long run, because I really think a known, in this instance, a known negative is better than an unknown possible positive mm-hmm. most of the time. And Like day. you'd much rather know and it be not what you want to hear
0: and you can move on than to just not know. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible feeling to be in that sense of like uncertainty. Yeah. And unclarity. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. Okay. So tips. Kick tips. Off. Tip number one, be even more clear than you think you need to be and i can't stress this enough just spell it out this is not the time to be vague and hope he picks up on what you're thinking i mean you need to be very blunt be like hey like i think the first time i had a conversation like this i said okay so being totally honest here um i have feelings for you and it seems by the way that you're treating me that you have feelings for me so i need you to like Tell me if you do. Yeah. And it was basically the essence of it. And then I said, I was like, wow, that is not normal, Kristen. <laughs> but I, like, I'm tired of this sort of maybe trying to drop hints, hoping he picks up on it. Maybe he'll say something. I don't know. No. I like you. I think you like me. What's up? And yes. then go from there. I mean, be nice. Don't be mean about it. But no. just, you know, be more clear than you think you need to be would be tip number one.
1: Yes. I think on the heels of that and you were leading right up to it, be Be bold. This includes how you are feeling. This is not just, oh, hey, what are we doing? And I'm fine either way. Like, I just want to know. No, if you like this guy, say, I like you. Let's date. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? (laughs) Let's let's keep this going or let's not.
0: I want to be with you.
1: Right. You have to get past like your self-preservation mechanisms. That's always been the hardest part for me is like, I go into it, and I'm like, oh, hey, I just wanted to know, like, what we're thinking, like, one way or the other. Doesn't matter. Just let me know. And I, I tend towards this, like, nonchalant indifference, which is not what I'm really thinking. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want someone else to think, oh, well, she doesn't really
0: care.
1: Oh, like, say yeah. how you feel. Put it out there. You'll be better for it.
0: Yeah, because if you think about it, if you're on the other end of that spectrum, or the other side of the coin, or whatever the phrase is, <laughs> and the guy's like hey what are we doing but it doesn't matter to me either way i'm just curious it comes across like, for oh well do you do you do you even want, want to? to and but then you think oh i don't want to seem like i'm clingy or anything right. so a girl we can say that but it's still communicating the yeah same or thing. i don't want to be too invested like yeah yeah no it's okay for you to express how you feel and if anything if he does like you it's going to put him at ease to reciprocate because you have led in being vulnerable exactly Okay, tip number 3. Preaching to the choir on this one, lower <laughs> your expectations. Yes, which you will not hear me say very often. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those instances. And I don't mean mean it in the way most of you are probably thinking. But you need to go into this conversation expecting it to go either way, whether he says he likes you and he reciprocates your feelings or whether he says I just want to be friends and that's it. Mm-hmm. So go in expecting that. But also, go into this conversation realizing that he may say, oh, yes, I like you. But the specifics of his answer may look different than you expected them to. And that doesn't mean that he did anything wrong. It doesn't mean that he screwed up this opportunity for this to be this wonderful rom-com worthy moment. Yes. It's just, he's, he may say, hey, I do really like you. However... And he gives you some reason why I can't date for another three months. And I didn't want to lead you on. Okay. Let's talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, I'm just pulling things out of thin air here. But it may not be this one particular. And girls, we're so bad at this. We, Oh, yeah. You write a script. Yes. You put in your head of, oh, if I say this, then he'll say this. And it'll be so cute. And then I can write about it in my journal later. And it'll be perfect. No. Most of the time. 95% 95% of the time, he doesn't say what you want him to <laughs> because he's a guy and he doesn't think the way you do and that's okay, but just don't get disappointed if this conversation doesn't go exactly the way you thought it would. Even if you get the answer you want, it still could go very yeah. differently. So just yeah. be uh, mindful to mentally prepare yourself for that.
1: Yeah. I think when I go into this sort of situation, sort of conversation, my sole expectation is that at the end of it, there will be clarity. And I will know one way or the other. Mm. The end. Yep.
0: Anything beyond that is there. a cherry yep. on top.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's good. Um, So kind of going back to you were talking about he thinks differently than you do. And he looks at things differently and all that. So the last thing I would say when you're going into this kind of friendship DTR is don't blindside him. And keep in mind, you've thought about this. And even if he likes you too. He has not thought about, okay, here's what I'm going to say in here because he doesn't know this conversation is coming. You have it all planned out and this will tie back into your expectations because you will have them because you've thought this through for three weeks and okay, now you've got up the courage and you're going to go talk to this guy and he didn't know it was coming. And he's kind of like, oh, um, well, I mean, I do kind of like you, but I don't know, or oh, I just want to be friends, but I'm not sure. Like, cause he doesn't know. So don't blindside him. Let him know ahead of time that you want to talk. Um, now you know your friend you may say hey can we meet up at wherever and talk and that's something you do regularly and that's not weird or maybe something that's like oh we don't normally hang out by ourselves like I don't really know I think depending on how well you know your friend it's fine to just kind of tell him in general hey this is generally what I want to talk about like if he needs process time to be able to think through what he's going to say give him a little lead time even on the topic that may be coming mm-hmm. up i think is smart but don't blindside him no that will not end well for you for the most part because just like you've had to work hard to get around your self-preservation mm-hmm. you know mechanisms if you blindside yeah. a guy with this conversation that's what's going up first it's this mm-hmm. self-preservation and you may not get an actual representation of what he's thinking
0: yeah well and speaking as someone who i wasn't blindsided in this scenario but i was blindsided by a breakup conversation. It's terrible, particularly when you don't process things well in the moment and you don't think well on your feet. Because, yeah. I, <laughs> y'all know, your girl doesn't do that well. So, I'm sitting there just shocked at what's happening. You're trying to, like, your brain is on overdrive trying to take in everything. Whereas, the person sitting across from you has had more than enough time to sit mm-hmm. there and think through what they want to say and why they feel this way and why they're making this decision and blah, blah, blah. And you just feel like you got run over um in a sense and it's really really difficult to bounce back it was it was super difficult for me in the moment even to just articulate what I was thinking because I think all I ended up doing for the first like hour was just ask questions because I didn't even know what to say and it was so frustrating because there was so much I wanted to say and then two hours or two days later I was like man I should have said this 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 and this So if, I mean, it would have still been terrible had he told me, oh, hey, we're going to talk and I'm going to break up with you, but it would have at least been like, okay, well, let me think through like something to Uh just have a little bit of a heads up. And same goes here. Obviously, this could be a much happier conversation, (laughs) but at least you're giving him the chance to have a bit of a prep time before this. I think that would be helpful.
1: Okay. So there's a few tips for if you are at that point of having that friendship DTR
0: hold on really quick I just like hold up my finger to stop Bethany and I know she kind of said this at the beginning but I want to hit this point one more time since we just listed those tips right in the middle of the episode if a guy has never shown any sort of interest in you whatsoever beyond friendship if there are not several I'm talking several not three several instances that you can point to that even your friends are like oh yeah he's 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 kind of like multiple friends. Like, oh, he is flirting with you. Oh, he's doing this. Oh, he's doing that. If you don't have that, it's like you're presenting a case here. If you don't have <laughs> evidence, it's all circumstantial. Uh-huh. And it's we're not saying, hey, if you've been friends with a guy for a while and you like him, everybody should go have this, the, this friendship no. DTR. No. If you have this guy friend, you like him, and he has been consistently kind of showing these signs, this evidence that he may like you, then you have the conversation. Yes. But really make sure you have a case to bring before you just yeah do this and don't just be like oh i like this guy and i want to know what because if there is no indication and then you have this conversation how do i say this very kindly you're you're most likely gonna feel really dumb yeah which is a terrible that's not a good word to use there's some better word i'm sure but i know that i would feel that's how i would feel i won't tell you that you will i would feel dumb because it's like oh i came and i asked him and i said all of this and i just put my heart out there but i have no reason from his side to even corroborate why this would be a good conversation to be having so just wanted to put that there one more time okay sorry yes you're good move on
1: so we're moving on still kind of talking about timelines. And these last couple of th- points are just kind of um, general points about being friends with a guy, and what that looks like and moving to dating. And- anyway. Um, so one thing to keep in mind when you're talking about timeline and when to talk to him and has it been long enough and what to do is just remember the longer you remain friends, and you're hanging out and you're doing stuff and you're getting closer as friends, whatever, the more you're cementing your status as friends. And it's not impossible to make the jump into dating, but it will be more difficult because you have more and more and more time as just friends. And that's what the relationship looks like. And it's not as easy to uproot and change into something totally different.
0: Yeah. And also the longer you remain friends, if there's feelings on one or even both sides, but you're not communicating them, frustration's gonna start setting in. Absolutely. And you're gonna get impatient. And flirty friendships can only go on so long before somebody's gonna be asking, Okay, what's the deal? Because oh, yeah. it's confusing. Oh, and it totally is. And like, it's I mean, not
1: fair no. to either side to continue like that Mm-mm. indefinitely. Exactly. Um, now, I will say this. It is very likely, though, that as you, especially as time goes on, that you won't both develop feelings at the same time or same pace. So if all signs are pointing in the right direction, be patient to an extent because you know, you may not be quite at the same place with this. Yeah, that's
0: good. Okay. So since timeline was kind of like our biggest theme of this episode, let's talk about a couple other things that you need to take into consideration when you're thinking about whether your friendship with a, with a guy is going to possibly mess with you being able to date him. So first or second thing, I guess, but <laughs> is proximity So if you're in the same city as this guy, if you are in the same friend circle, same church group, whatever, the less time it would conceivably take for you to get to the point of, oh, I think I like this guy, or for you to be Mm -hmm. able to tell if he likes you too, because you're seeing him more frequently. Yeah.
1: Well, and keep in mind too, with that, with that proximity thing, that also means the higher the likelihood that you will continue to see him after this conversation, Mm. regardless of how it goes. So you want to be able to have this conversation and move on from it either way and still be able to be friends with this guy. Going back to don't get so invested that you can't do that before you even had a conversation about it. That's so true. Now, on the flip side, though, if you're in different states or you rarely cross paths or, you know, something like that, It would be more likely that this could take a few years before you're both in the same headspace. So I don't think um, being friends with that guy is going to necessarily ruin your chances as much for as long Mm -hmm. um, because you're not going to have that proximity, close proximity to be as much of a issue.
0: I totally agree. And it (laughs) makes it a little easier if he doesn't feel the same way because you don't see him all the time.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, and think of it this way too. Let's say you go into this. He doesn't reciprocate this when you're seeing each other like that. You want to be able to go back to just being friends and it's no big deal. But let's say you go into it. He agrees you date and it doesn't work out. You don't want to have started at such a place that you're planning to marry this guy so that when you do break up, you're like, I'm going to have to move. Mm. I'm going to have to leave, go to a different church, whatever. Like, you need to still be starting at that, okay, this is the first date, this is second date, whatever. So that if you go out a few times and it doesn't work, everyone can still function in the yeah. same general area.
0: Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do, particularly if you're really good friends with the guy. Because you feel like yeah. you're skipping steps. Because mm-hmm. I know when I dated my ex, who we were friends for about a year before we officially started dating. We talked about all the time how when we were dating it's like we feel like we've been dating so much longer than we actually have because we know so much about each other we already know each other's families we've been spending all this time together blah blah blah. and it was really difficult to make sure we were going at a good quote-unquote normal pace for the relationship because we were only you know a couple months in but we're having conversations that you wouldn't normally have a couple months in but because there was already this foundation Which can be a really good thing, Mm -hmm. but something also you just need to keep in check. And it goes back
1: to what we said at the very beginning, constant open lines of communication. That worked because you talked about it and you acknowledged, hey, we're having these conversations and it feels weird because we've only been dating a couple of months. If you're dating a guy who it feels weird and you don't know what to do, but you don't say anything about it or he won't say anything about it, it's probably not going to go well for you in the long run. Mm -hmm. That's true. Okay, so the next thing that will probably be a factor is age. And especially when you're younger, you are going to be forming friendships with guys because you're in high school and you're in class. You're going to have more guys that you interact with solely as friends. It's going to be a more clearly defined, oh, we're just friends. Like, that kind of relationship. And you're not adding something more to it. So it's going to be like a more definite switch going from oh I'm just friends with Bobby in my chemistry class to okay now we are dating and it's a very uprooted changed relationship and some of that is just with age Mm -hmm. there's not you don't have the autonomy to just go hang out with people and get to know people you're at school or you're at home that kind of thing so it's a much more clearly defined line between the two and so I think it's probably easier there To go from, oh, friends, to this, because those relationships don't ever get super deep in school either. Yeah, that's
0: true. Well, I shouldn't say ever. Usually. Usually. Because when you're older, it's a lot, which this can be a good thing and a complicating thing at the same time, but it's easier to develop a dating relationship and a friendship at the same time, which is great, but then you don't have that foundation that you may have when right. you're in, you know, high school, college, whatever and you were friends with this guy for a semester or two and then you started dating, whereas you're building both at the same time, which can be really cool and really fun, but and your timelines are more condensed typically when you're dating out of college and yeah. beyond because, you know, like we've said, you can start dating in high school. You could marry that person, but it probably won't be for a few years where you can be 24 and meet somebody in march and be getting married in december and it's mm-hmm. not uncommon right. and no one's being like oh my gosh what are you doing <laughs> um if anything if you're in church they're like Woo-hoo, I took you yes. to mom. <laughs> so just keeping in mind where you fall you know i think college will be a little bit more of a transitional period between these two but if you're in high school yeah. it's going to be these more clearly defined friendships and then you make the jump whereas when you're out of college you know, it's more of a, hey, let's do this simultaneously. Yeah. then it's easier to do, too. Yes, for sure. Okay, last factor in our list here. So, we've talked about timelines, proximity, and age. Now, let's talk about dating experience super quickly. So, if you've both dated before, you're probably going to be more comfortable moving from a friendship to a relationship, and you're probably going to be more comfortable moving to that more quickly Yeah, because you've dated. You know how the... You know, things normally progress and you're familiar with this process. And so that could make things move either a little quicker or just be a little easier, honestly, yeah. because you're also picking up on those signs, too, of, oh, you're not just my friend. Like, you're treating me kind of like a boyfriend. Exactly. Um, and so your dating experience on your end and on his is mm-hmm. going to factor in here.
1: Yeah. And I think if one or both of you doesn't have a lot of dating experience, kind of like what you said You don't go, oh, hey, this is how a boyfriend normally acts. Oh, hey, wait, you are flirting with me because this has happened to me before kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And so it could take more time. Um, Shouldn't take forever, but it could take more time if one or both of you hasn't really dated a ton because you don't have those mental markers of what quote unquote normal looks like when it comes to the progression of a relationship like this. Um, One quick thing to keep in mind, though, if you start your friendship with this guy, While he's dating someone else, and then he breaks up with that someone else, and you're like, oh, hey, I actually kind of like him. Give it some time. Mm -hmm. Don't just be like, ah, you're free, (laughs) and jump in. Yeah, Give it some time before you, like, we, you know, we've talked about timeline, okay, you've been friends for this long, and then say something, and then don't. Let's say you've been friends with this guy for two years, and he just broke up with someone, I feel like that timeline for the most part starts over there.
0: Mm-hmm. So that's just, true.
1: yeah, keep that in mind.
0: Yeah, because you don't, last thing you want to be is a rebound. Oh, and yeah. I would even venture to say if you're a good friend of his and he's feeling like sad and vulnerable, it's going to be real easy to just kind of like, kind of lean into, oh, we're yeah. friends and oh, maybe we like cross the line and I kiss you because I'm, you know vulnerable and lonely and i just got heart my heart stomped on by somebody and so really just try to maintain the friendship don't feel like you've got to overstep and just be his you know confidant on Mm -hmm. everything as he's going through this breakup probably not a good idea probably not because you're invested in a different way than he is and just be patient we always say patience is your friend this is just another example so not to say you'll never be with him just If you end up with him forever, then what's a few more weeks or months, you know? So just keep that in mind. Okay. Okay. So we've said all of this stuff about friendship and dating and merging the two. So our final answer to this question, if I'm friends with a guy first, does it ruin my chance of dating him? My first answer would be, if you go about this the right way then being a guy's friend first won't ruin your chances of dating in fact it might help you i agree that if would you be, go about it the right way yes that's the big disclaimer for me
1: now not to always be the
0: oh, no we have to get both sides here no
1: i will say if the something more that you're feeling for this guy really seems to be one-sided in your friendship i think that's your answer so if you're listening to this and you're really, really hoping that being friends with this guy isn't going to ruin your chances and it's been a few years or it's been a few months and there's nothing that would indicate that he is interested and nothing. I mean, it doesn't even have to be, Oh, he hasn't, he just hasn't asked me out yet, but there's all these other signs. That's one thing I'm more power to you if that's the case, but if there's nothing and you've talked to your friends and they're like, oh, I just don't see it. Like, I hate it. But no, I, th- I don't see him, you know, treating you any different or whatever. Then I think that's your answer. And instead of having that DTR that we talked about, you do need to just let it go as sucky as that is and move on. Um, I cannot say this enough. Do not put your life on hold hoping your guy friend will like you back. Like I said, I've been in this situation. I have dated someone that I was friends with for a while first. Um, I liked him to varying degrees over that time. But never once did I not go out with someone else who was pursuing in that time. Um, Because I was like, okay, I kind of liked this guy. But, well, not really. He doesn't seem interested. I don't know. And so I move on and I'm going, you know, if someone asks me out, I'm going, if I meet someone, I'm going out with them at whatever point you're like, okay, maybe I'll not go out. Then you have that conversation, but do not stop your life because
0: this guy, hopefully maybe someday will kind of like you back. Mm, Preach. And I will say this for the 400th time on this podcast. (laughs) You want to be with somebody who wants to be with you. Yes. Still applies when he's your friend. Mm-hmm. And if you are putting your life on hold or you're even just your dating life on hold yeah. for some guy that you like that you don't know if he likes you, that maybe someday he'll ask you out, you're basically self sabotaging any chance you have at being with somebody else because you're putting yourself on hold. So if this guy will ever date you, then you're available. Mm-hmm. And I, I typed that out, and then I asked Bethany, I was like, is that too harsh? She's like, no, I think it's clear. So yeah. I'm going with her encouragement on that. But it breaks my heart when I see people who are just holding out for something to maybe happen and possibly keeping themselves from something they really, truly want. And, I mean, not to over-spiritualize this here real quick, but... If that hasn't happened and nothing is happening and this guy isn't making anything clear to you and he's not showing you any signs that he wants to date you, you may need to just take that as clarity of, hey, you know what? This may not be God's best for me. And there could be somebody out there who does really want to be with me and who does want to make his pursuit and his intentions clear and who wants to um, be in a relationship with me. And as long as you have blinders on towards that
1: one guy that you are hoping will like you, you're not going to see that other guy Mm -mm. to the side. You're not going to see. And we're not saying this as like anything other than an encouragement. Mm -hmm. We've been here. We have watched other people be here. And like Kristen said, it's just heartbreaking to see someone putting their life on hold for this possible someday, maybe. And...
0: It's just not, just not good. (laughs) No, it's not. And the last thing we want is for you to spend the next two, five, ten years hoping this guy's going to say something. And then you find yourself in a place you never thought you'd be. Mm -hmm. And you're regretting spending your time hoping that he was going to do something when you could have been, you know, living your life differently and pursuing other relationships. And then, you know not missing out because we're not you know i'm not thwarting the sovereignty of god here but we don't want y'all to have regrets yes and if you are going to put your life on hold for an idea that's a way to set yourself up for regret it is so that's why we're just really really trying to be as blunt and kind at the same time as possible in you want to be with somebody who wants to be with you and even if he's your friend that will become somewhat clear yeah, at some point. And yep. if it's not, then we would lovingly encourage you to move on.
1: Yeah. So take all of this today, everything that we've talked about, and, you know, we've spent the first two-thirds of this saying, wait, be patient, give it time, you know, this many years, that many months, whatever. All of that is through the lens of there are some really good signs that he's really interested in you too. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to end it and say, okay, no, don't sit around and wait. It's kind of two different things. One, the whole first part of this, this guy's like, he's really interested. He seems like he, there's something there. But if there's not, hear us when we say, you will never regret living your life, pursuing the Lord, taking advantage of the opportunities he puts in front of you, dating, friends, otherwise. That should be top priority.
0: Don't worry about this guy that doesn't seem to be showing any interest. Mm amen all right guys what a conversation that was so that was good that was a I mean I'm not y'all can decide if it's good we thought (laughs) we enjoyed talking about it and we hope that y'all enjoyed it too and that you feel encouraged and that you feel a little bit of clarity of what your next steps are if you find yourself in the situation so we'll be back next Wednesday with another full length episode if you haven't already listened to last week's backstage pass you should go do that because now we're having these episodes where we answer questions from guys and we give guys a backstage pass into a girl's brain which who doesn't want that so yeah. go catch up on that if you haven't already and then we will see y'all on or you'll hear from us on wednesday but until then i'm Kristen and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle